Welcome to Bruins Source. This is Isaiah. This is Ed. And we are recording during the week after. Um, it was a brutal loss. I will say that. Uh, yeah, it was hard to watch. Um, it, it was hard to watch, especially considering that their best player was out. Um which made it significantly more frustrating. Um, and we let some random dude named Drew Peterson cook us. Um, and it was a uh, utter failure in all, on all parts of the team. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't... There's not... There's, as much, there's so much to say about the game, but it's also just the same things we said over the season. Um, but again, this comes against your rival. And the way we played against Arizona... In that first game, we were hoping that energy would be there. Um, I don't know. I mean, it it clearly, you know, it was a fight going into the first half, and then things just slowly pulled away here and there, and then we climbed back into it. And this guy named Peterson, who's, what, he's in his second year since he transferred from Rice, with a hit shot, was just playing and had a stat line like we, you know, expected Hawkes, who obviously is injured right now, but... We got that performance on the other side of the ball, which was unfortunate. And then we got dominated down low, and we couldn't get any shots. How many uh, blocks did they have? It was in the double digits, right? Or near, damn near. Too many. Um, it was mostly just, like, careless finishing around the rim, and we just, I, I don't know what was going on there. Nobody really showed up for our team. That was the biggest problem, both offensively or defensively, minus one guy. And that was Tiger Campbell. I mean, the dude scored nearly half of our points um, and was just doing everything he possibly could, and nobody was able to help him. Uh, like, you know, Haquez, understandably, is hurt. He's playing off of you know, injured ankles. I, I understand that. He might be ineffective right now or less effective than usual. I'm willing to give him a pass. But literally every other guy on that team, minus maybe Jalen Clark and Miles Johnson, did nothing, next to nothing. Um, You know, uh, uh, Juzang really did not show up for this game. Um, Cody Riley is still not where he needs to be and is struggling on both ends of the court. Uh, Jules Bernard is, is essentially a not been a non-factor um, it, over the span of the last several games. Uh, he, he really uh, needs to be the X factor and step up when, our, when guys like Jaime are hurt or Juzang is cold, but he just hasn't been able to do anything, and, and he's a defensive liability right now. So I understand letting a player shoot through kind of a slump, but this is getting detrimental to the win-loss column at this point. Um, and it just, yeah, it was an it was an ugly game. We just we couldn't get our offense rolling and our defensive energy just wasn't locked in. I mean, I, I I'm not saying the team didn't play hard because I think they did play hard and the effort was there, but it was just there were so many lapses that it was just um, it was hard to watch. Yeah, we couldn't get out of our own way essentially, and and it was frustrating. I mean, even down to the end, like we just. It, 
it was a feeling we should have never been down by three with two seconds to go. Uh, and that's how we felt, you know, through a lot of our losses. Um, you know, and, 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 and it's ironic because, you know, our, the games that we have lost that we felt we shouldn't have lost, uh, we lost by three. And I think that's indicative of, you know, while there's effort, there just it seems to be this lack of focus sometimes when there's effort. And when there's not effort, uh, whether there's just a lack of focus and effort, and it just seems us climbing and, and hoping that we can will our way. But it's not, it doesn't work against some of these teams. It doesn't work against Oregon uh, and that team. It doesn't work against USC. And it doesn't work against lower teams like ASU, who are at home and looking for a win, you know. Um, so I, it's, it, I guess not too much to, to, to gleam on this game. Cause obviously it seemed like infield probably, I don't know how you felt about it. I think he did one of his better coaching jobs than he has, uh, against us. And in the past, they seem to just get extremely lucky, but again, they get up for our game and we expect to do the same for theirs. And we just haven't over the past, what now, what is it? Five? Zed, that we have lost in a row? Uh, yeah, and it's fucking despicable. Yeah, and <laughs> and the one thing that we have now, we do have a game on March 5th, but it it, it just it does suck to lose that way. Uh, it sucks to lose, number one, to USC, and we should never lose to USC in basketball. I mean, there hopefully there's a day we never lose to USC consistently, but um, in basketball especially. And, uh, yeah, they have bragging rights up until March 5th, and hopefully we do not choke that game away. But I, I felt good going into this game, and, and it just seemed like everything that's haunted us this season is continuing on. And we would be remiss if we didn't obviously acknowledge that there are injuries in this team, and they have affected rotations, and they and it has affected play. But uh, the guys who are healthy, or at least uh, publicly have disclosed that they're healthy, they're not showing up. So it's 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 really frustrating just to see this product on the floor. And and yeah, and and this was a game. I think the you know the players, obviously they're the ones playing the game, but this was also on the coaching staff. Um, Mick Cronin's rotations in this game were mind-boggling. I I, I still. I do not understand some of the decisions there uh, to let guys like Jules keep doing whatever he was doing. Uh, let guys like Riley stay out there when, you know, Miles Johnson was clearly having a positive impact on the team while he was on the floor. I mean, the guy single-handedly, like, kept multiple possessions alive with offensive rebounds and tip outs like he he was out there hustling and and playing playing really well like on the on the glass so I just there there are certain things that that Cronin just I don't know he fumbled the ball on for whatever reason this this game and and he needs to figure that out I mean Peyton Watson barely played this game and I think his length and athleticism would have helped especially you know stop a, a guy like Drew Peterson who you know he sized up well against and was is probably more athletic I, like there's just things like that and, and Jalen Clark deserved more minutes I know he was in foul trouble towards the end of the game but at that point you know the guy again 
He was rebounding and playing defense, and we know Jalen is no longer really a, an offensive liability. Like, he can knock down a shot. He's, he's fully capable of doing it. So, like, why is he not in the game more than a guy like Jules or even Jaime this game where Jaime was actually, like, physically limping for parts of it? It just, it was a, a terrible display of, of rotations for this team, and it, it made zero sense. Um, so, you know, that's something that, that Mick needs to, needs to figure out and, you know, improve upon going forward. And and the word on the street is now that, you know, Mick is looking at a wholesale change on defense. So we'll see what that means. But, yeah, he needs to trust his guys, his other guys, a bit more um, because whatever's happening, is it's not working. It's one thing, you know, when it, if it's not broke, don't fix it in terms of the small things, but this needs a complete overhaul. Um, and losing to your rival can give you the license to do so. So, you know, we have a game coming up fairly soon. Um you know, later today. Tonight. Tonight, and it's against a, a, a pesky Washington State team, which is on a three-game slide, but nevertheless um, shown that they can compete, you know, at any level with a team for a certain amount of minutes, and we seem like we're in prime position to <laughs> for them to to give us a hell of a game, you know. Um, but it is – I'm, I'm fascinated to see how we'll respond and what you think um, – I'm curious to see what you think that you know how we'll play tonight after what's happened. I I, I truly don't know. Um, in the past, I would have been confident we come out well against them, but right now, I just I don't see it with with the team. It's just there's a they're just in a strange funk. Um, a lot of guys are in a strange funk, so I I don't know what what type of energy they're going to come out with. Obviously, finally being home is going to be helpful, um, so that's good. Um, we obviously need to win both of these next games, but Washington State was a sneaky good team up until they got shellacked by Arizona. They were playing very good basketball defensively, especially. Um, so, you know... There was a there's a point in the season where people were talking about Washington State actually sneaking into the tournament, um, so they're that type of potential tournament, potential tournament. I'm not saying they won't make the tournament, but like they have the ability to compete, and I it's exactly the type of team that I'm worried about coming in, and you know they have nothing to lose against. That's right. So they're going to go all out and try to knock off a, a ranked team again on the road. Um, so they're, they're, they're a little scary. I, I'm not, I mean, we should beat them. We out talent them and should, and are a better team, but just the way we've been playing, it's hard to predict that we'll, you know, easily win this game or, or we'll win this game at all. Um, I, I, I think we will, just based on being at home, but the the fact that we're even questioning this game at this juncture of the season is 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 not not great. Yeah, I agree. I think the, the two factors tonight is that um number one is guard play and shooting. Washington State can, can put up the ball and they can shoot well and clearly we've seen that 
teams that can shoot well against us give us trouble. So, and then uh, Michael Flowers, he is, uh, he he is a I would say a Pac-12 all all Pac-12 mentions honorable mentions guard, um, and I think with him he's pretty much flying under the radar, but he is a pretty good you know just pure hooper, and we don't do good against that. He reminds me a little bit of. Uh, Jacob Young, uh, who had a hell of a game, his best game up to that point from Oregon. So that's, you know, he's already given us problems at home, and I see Michael Flowers similar in that vein. So it is going to be interesting in that sense. I mean, they're big men I don't, I, I'm not too worried about, but our big men <laughs> I'm worried about yeah, on the other side. So uh, at this point, that cancels it out. And if we don't have great perimeter defense, which we haven't, um, you know, consistently for the past uh, five games, then we're in trouble. And uh, I don't even want to go ahead and predict that we'll win. I think, uh, you know, I, 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 I just don't know what to expect at this point until, you know, these next two games, again, to, to give us some life again. We just, like you mentioned, we don't know where this team's head's at, and it seems like they need a full reset. Uh, and it's been a tough season for them. <laughs> But other than that, we have the other Washington school coming. And, uh, yeah, and I'm very afraid um, Terrell Brown is going to um, rip us a new one. I mean, that kid is a player. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine he's going to go late first round, early second round, the way he's playing right now. Uh, he's incredibly good. Uh, I mean, Washington in general has not been a good team. But Brown is has been so good, he's being talked about as a you know, Pac-12 player of the year type of, of candidate. So that just shows you that even with a, a team that hasn't been performing well, he himself has been performing so well that he's being talked about. I don't think he's going to win it, but... Um, Again, Washington is a is another team that has nothing to lose, so they're gonna come in and and give us their best shot. I mean, it's it, it, this is a it's a very very important uh, home stand. Like we need to win these two games just to keep pace right now, um, with even having being in arm's reach of trying to win the Pac-12 title. Uh, We'll obviously need some help here, but and I don't know who's going to help us out. But and the, the point is, like the whether it's Washington State or Washington, like both of these teams aren't great, but they are good enough to knock us out on a on a bad night for us. And um, we just haven't been playing well, so it's it's scary, and this is a critical critical time to kind of get ourselves right. Um, so we'll see. I don't know how we're going to respond. I, it's it's hard to predict right now, um, especially with the uh, with some of our injury issues. Um, I know Mick Cronin has talked about some how this season has been his most injured season, like of his coaching career, and I, and I get that that isn't you know doesn't help, but. It also, at a certain point, can't be the only excuse for how we're playing. Um, I know Jaime has been injured. I know that, that explains that. But 
doesn't explain everybody else's kind of performance even now what we're over a month out almost more than a month out since the COVID stoppage um so you know at what point do we say that you know we've had enough time to recover and get back into game shape from that stoppage I don't know um but that also can't be the reason forever of why we're playing so poorly. Um, and we just need to rest. I, I'm going to say this without knowing all the information, but from observation of watching as a fan behind the TV, is we need to rest Hakez. I would rather rest him now and have him healthy for the tournament. Um, wherever that stretch is, and you know, obviously he wants to play, but I, he clearly isn't the same player. And I would, at this point, we're going to make the tournament. Uh, and clearly, I, I, st- I don't want to be 11 seed going, going this way, but I'd rather have a healthy team in March than uh, fighting for seeding at this point. Um, and, and if we, you know, we, if you can't win games when you rest Hawkes, then that's a bigger issue at hand as well, you know. So I am, I'm pushing for us to rest him and get his ankle. Um, continue PT and, and just and have them ready for March. But again, I don't I'm, I don't know the exact details of it or what's developing there. It just seems to be well, complicated with that lingering. It's also much easier to rest Hawkeyes now that Clark is back, and you know you don't also want to sit the guy for multiple games and have him be rusty, but at least put him on a minute count to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there, there should be some balance there. I don't know what that is. I don't know how bad his injuries are. He's clearly, like, hampered. You can tell in games. He's partially limping at times. He, he doesn't have the lift that he normally does. He's clearly bothered and off. Um, so I, I do agree that we need to get him healthy for the tournament, at least even by Pac-12 tournament, ideally. Um and we have guys that can fill in for him, um, whether that's Watson or Clark or, you know, play a little smaller and, and have Singleton in there, whatever that may be. We, we have some, some options that we can, we can um, kind of fill in with. But, yeah, I, I agree. He, he's clearly injured, and, and we need to think about how we can handle that. And, and you know, I, I, I'm sure Mick Cronin is, is – monitoring this with the the health staff i i think he's always been very very good about injuries in general so you know i I will trust him to make the right call on that but um yeah we'll see what how he how he fares in the next couple games so here we are basketball is in the stretch that Seem has, it, I mean, I don't know. Since that Arizona loss, we have seemed to lost our spirits. Like after Oregon, we bounced back. But uh, let's see how this team, you know, continues on on this on this home stand against the Washington schools. We'll see. Um, Speaking of Washington, our girls uh, had a pretty big rally as they beat the you know the women's Washington team, sixty nine to sixty one which was very good to see, especially what they've gone through over the season. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's been a tough 
tough up and down kind of uh up and down kind of thing for for the the women's team this year and it's 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 too bad because there's so much talent on that team that we really could have um you know made it made made some noise this year but injuries have capped us off but you know we we got that win um unfortunately i think we just lost to oregon a night or two ago yeah um we we were getting blown out for quite a while and i i watched part of it we did come back and chris Osborne has been playing incredibly well um but i think we ultimately we fell short there but yeah it's that's been a frustrating season for for the injuries also um and it's really they, those injuries really manifested themselves on that team and decimated it so it's uh it's really unfortunate i have to say i was watch walking through um times square last friday and it was pretty cool to see they had the mcdonald's all-american uh names popping up on one of the screens and it was cool to see uh, Gabriella Jaquez and Kiki Rice up there, uh, along with I mean they had Amari Bailey as well and and Adam, uh, Adam uh, Bona. So that was cool to see, just knowing the future that's coming in um, for both teams, but especially the girls because they're gonna get a hell of a you know class that's coming in. Um, so it, while we want to you know we're looking for positives, I think with this season we're looking for positives to build on and then with a talented group coming in next year, we're, we're even more excited to see what's to come. Um, but hopefully we can get some sneaky wins and keep the momentum going. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully we can, uh, we'll see, we'll see how they, they perform. It's hard to, hard to predict anything. I feel like someone gets injured or slightly injured every other game and and i guess that's gonna happen when you're playing like six or seven players at any given time too it's just kind of a snowball effect but basketball and then moving on over to the wasserman center oh god we've gotten some news as of yesterday uh two developments one on the coaching front and then one on the player front uh supposedly allegedly unrelated but uh, the timing of it, obviously, as a UCLA fan, we couldn't, we, it's just, I don't know what to make of the football program, and this has been the theme since 2018, it's just, I, I don't know, I mean, it's just shrug at this point, like, I just, uh, there's so many things wrong with that hire yesterday, that other than the fact that we, who we hired, but what it signified with our program, from all levels, I'm just, I don't know, Zed. I it, it's at a point like, are you going to go to any games next year? Like yourself, in terms of like, what is our role in terms of supporting this program, and where does it start? Because it seems like it's a double-edged sword, and we don't have the budget to compete as a big big boy program anymore. Um, which is ironic, given the allocation over you know how much money we've put into this program with chip and we have la times articles a couple years back about our exorbitant you know nutrition nutritional program um and and now we you know we're at a point where obviously with covid and things that can't be foreseen 
uh, when we were hiring Chip Kelly, it just seemed like the perfect storm of, of just mediocrity uh, and and being stuck in the place that the football program has been stuck in um, since Toledo left. You know, um, I personally am so indifferent to the the football program at this point. I... Um, I'll probably go to a couple of games. I enjoy, I love the Rose Bowl. I love tailgating out there and, you know, going to the game. Uh, and I'm saying this now because it's still so far away from the season. But, you know, I just, I'll go support the players. But, like, I have zero expectations. And I just, I don't, I don't care that much anymore. Which is sad to say. Like, the, the, and and people who know me will 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 say I'm bluffing, but I I truly and just feel that way. I just it's hard to care for a team that is just simply being run the way it is. I it just doesn't make any sense. Um, there seems to be just no accountability anymore with Chip Kelly and and. Uh, you know, I thought that, you know, I wasn't stoked about holding on to him, but I wasn't also going, I wasn't, uh, I understood it, and I was, you know, there were some reasons to be hopeful, you know, getting rid of Azanaro and, you know, having potentially Martin Jarman have some uh, input into hires, but that's largely gone out the window now that we have... Um, hired uh, this random dude, Bill McGovern, as defensive coordinator, who hasn't been a defensive coordinator in like 10 plus years. And the only reason we're hiring him is because he coached linebackers with Chip when he was with the Philadelphia Eagles years ago now. Um, And not only coached linebackers, but coached like very middling linebacker units. Uh, If you look at the stats or data they were like squarely like from like 15th to like 20th ranked every year with this guy so it's not like he was even elite at that job um it's like a slap in the face at this point and and you you gotta kind of admire (laughs) chip's ability to just pull off these like blatant hires of his friends um, and no one's stopping him. Um, it's it's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. It's like if it's like if my company hired me to be like the COO just because I was friends with somebody and I have zero qualifications. It just doesn't make any sense, and it's just it's eroded any sort of like excitement about this program whatsoever. Which is sad because we have a lot of good players on the team. We have, you know, some fun players coming back um, on the offensive side. But now we're just, you know, we're going to struggle defensively, which has been our issue forever now. And it's going to hold us back again. Um, So couple that with losing Mitchell Agude. Um, which I don't think was a direct reaction to the DC hire. I think the spe- larger speculation is that he could not get into a dra- his grad transfer program, uh, admissions wise, which 
It's obviously the most fucking UCLA thing of all time. Um, so we lose our best defensive lineman on a unit that's already very thin. Um, like, this defense is going to be a mess. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's interesting you said, there's like, I'm indifferent. And I feel like you're at a stage that many, I would say, older Bruin fans, uh, or Bruin fans who have experienced this for longer, for Bruin football. And then just this apathy. Like, there's one thing, okay, I don't care. This guy could actually turn out to be a really good hire, right? And come in the fall. And and for some reason, we rip off 10 to 11 wins, which is not going to happen, by the way, um, even though we have the schedule to do it. But the point is, is like the way this, again, was handled and the way this, you know, we end up hiring like a D.C., which has been clearly the glaring problem over the past four years. And, you know, we understood like, OK, we're keeping ass for one year. And we were frustrated about it, you know, in, in that respect. But we're like, Chip's on the hot seat, and he might go anyways. He's going down with this guy. But the way you hire someone with this name, someone who's been unemployed, and yes, he's had this experience with the, the, the two, with the two, um, the two, four, five, right? And, and with that, like, uh, he has these certain qualifications that just possibly make it the minimum of like okay this guy maybe can be a dc um just because 10 years ago he did it but this is not going to be put people in our seats like we have dtr we have a quarterback who's probably you know we have probably the best quarterback uh room in in the pac-12 right which is saying something given who usc got and we have zach returning we have these exciting you know players returning on offense um and we're still missing just the mark. We don't understand it. As UCLA, we live in L.A., and there's not going to be anyone in seats. And this isn't going to solve the deficit problem. This is the biggest reason. Like, I just don't understand how, you know, I'm, granted, we're not an AD, and I don't know how they're hamstrung and whatnot, right? And it sounded like, you know, the fact that, what, a $300,000 decrease from as an arrows paycheck shows that we have a cultural issue as a whole i mean you speak about the indifference but it just seems like donors and boosters are tapping out and they're like no and and this program needs to have wins before anybody cares again it's 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 that thing where i'm like why the hell aren't our people donating to support the program so we can get a big name but it's also like this everybody's exhausted from dan's tenure and the fact that chip has been lingering from this and they want wins before they show back up they need a, a winning product in a city that continuously turns out champions and they're not you know they're just going to turn their you know attention anyway uh elsewhere it's because even if it's their school even if it's their school um they can find something else to put their energy into um and that's the that's I think you know Jarman's getting a hard lesson on that, and I'm not sure he's flying with passing colors because this is very disappointing. Um, I think there's a lot of candidates who would have solidified and, and gave us a lot more confidence, um, and we'd let Chip get his way and hire his unemployed friend. Um, and nothing is unemployment people, by the way. I have my history, but he I <laughs> I wouldn't 
I, you, I wouldn't expect to be hired for a CEO job because I was the CEO at a smaller company 10 years ago. It's just, it's insane to me. It's right. Um, I, there's a, you describe a little bit of a chicken and an egg problem where it's like they want wins and they're not willing to pony up to improve until we get wins, but we can't actually get those wins until we pony up and, and, uh, some more money and, and try to hire some people. And I think a lot of that comes from, you know, a lot of these donors and mega donors did pony up a lot of money to build the new Wasserman center, hire a big name coach like Chip Kelly. And, you know, now it's, it's not, um, it, it just hasn't come to fruition. Even with all those investments, there's no return so far. And I think this is where um, Martin Jarman should have stepped in. And, you know, I, I understand there's there's got to be a, a balance where you can't overstep and, you know, uh, tell a coach how to or where, like what to run. But I think that he should have had more influence and said, hey, we need an experienced or at, not even an experienced, but a a defensive coordinator who is coordinating defenses in the modern era of football, not 10 plus years ago, um, who has that experience, who understands the current landscape and, you know, has been doing this more recently. And there were guys that even with whatever budget deficits we had or whatever we could have afforded to get, who were young and hungry and, and would have, who would have, I think, done a good job and would have satisfied our need for getting a, young and hungry guy to to help recruit and get some talent on the field and coach them up but we just didn't go that route for whatever reason um and that's that's what's ultimately disappointing is that there were options and we didn't go for them um and martin jarman did not really at least on the surface do anything to um stop whatever bad hire we were going to make. And I, I think we did make a bad hire ultimately. Um, like, it's just, yeah, I, I, I just don't understand it at this point. Um, and I don't blame donors for basically sitting back and waiting until <laughs> Kelly's buyout is low enough to, to fire him easily. Like, it's just absurd. Um, I, I, I don't even want to go into the roster management cause I can take another hour of uh, fuming. Um, and I, that's the thing I'm so over this, the football program right now that like, I don't even care to fume about it. <laughs> we, like, I just, we should have a mock interview, like how the interview went with McGovern and the questions they asked. That would be fun. And because <laughs> clearly we only needed to interview one guy and Chip had his guy in the paperwork, you know, before the ink was dry, we already knew what was happening, how this was going to play. Yeah, when as soon as you saw Chip, friend, and coached for him like eight years ago, you knew it was going to, that was done deal. Done deal. Like this is, it's it's so... So, so, so similar to Azanaro's hire. And and arguably, 
even worse, at least Azanaro had a good amount of college experience, a good amount of West Coast college experience. He was at Oregon for a long time. Like, there were some um, reasons to believe that he could be successful in college, but McGovern hasn't been in college for over a decade and was never even on the West Coast from what I have read. Um, so there's not even that aspect of this hire where he has like ties into you know West Coast football, uh, college football. It's just he he doesn't even bring that with him. Um, and and look, I I don't uh, I'm trying to be fair to the guy. Like maybe he will do good, and like if he does, I will happily eat crow. But there's nothing on his resume indicating to me that he's a great great hire for this job nor is he qualified for as a hire for this job um and this all comes after this the reports that you know chip kelly was doing his due diligence and and research around what type of coordinator he wants and to fit you know their current schemes and fit current modern like uh college football to stop modern offense like all this bullshit that clearly was being fed into the the market by his agent um and then he goes and gets this guy um who we'll see but the uh early data points are not not in his uh not making or not making anyone feel confident about the hire we'll just put it that way yeah so that's the wrap up i mean this off season has gone essentially how we expected it, so we'll we'll continue to ride it out uh, and enjoy our other sports, which are doing excellent, like women's water polo, um, and I think that's tennis and golf and whatnot. But that's where we are. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Baseball's starting up soon. Um, softball, women's. Yep, softball. Um... Lost a fairly close one to Oklahoma last weekend, and I think they play Florida State this week. I believe so. Um, who's one position ranked higher than us right now? Something like that. But yeah, the softball team is very good, though. Yeah, so we'll continue to support them, and then hopefully our major sports can can come around. Uh, in basketball sooner than later. We will see, but we will catch you guys um, later, and go Bruins. And we're signing off. Go Bruins.